On this episode, we chat with Justin and Sam from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is episode 274 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Capture the Magic community and ask to join. Don't forget to listen to the Capture the Magic podcast with Jared and Jamie Lee at CTMPodcast.com. They release new shows currently on Mondays and Fridays. Then on that same feed, Jamie has trip tales once a month. Then Jared and I release a new Diz Dudes episode every Wednesday, so go out and search for the Diz Dudes and subscribe. And here at Main Street Magic, we currently have new shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so the Capture the Magic Network has you covered all week long. If you want even more content, including Diz Dudes Live, at-home live streams, including a lot of cooking demonstrations, CTM at the Movies, 20% off all CTM Network merchandise, and so much more, check out Club 32 at CTM vip.com and uh, if you want to plan your next walt disney world a disneyland disney cruise line vacation once things are back and open you want to check out zippity travel you can go over to travelwithzip.com, fill out a quick form and they are going to give you a free quote and when you're ready to book with them they're not only going to find you the best deal answer all those questions but it is absolutely no additional cost to you and finally, if you want the best in theme park inspired coffees, teas, and merchandise, head out to expeditionroasters.com and use code CTM15 at checkout to save 15% off your entire order. So today we are welcoming to the show the Monorail family, uh, Justin and Sam. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hello, Hi. it's so good to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course, yeah, yeah we were we were lucky enough to uh, guest on your podcast uh, about a, a week or two ago, and so we're excited to have you guys on. Um, I, we haven't had a guest on in a long, long, mm -hmm. it's been a long, long time. So, oh, um, we feel very honored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess you should be, but we'll uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of just dive into what I wanted to talk to first is find out uh, more about you guys. And, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners that listen to you guys as well, but for those that don't, you know, where, where does your Disney obsession and your Disney love kind of come from? Uh, when did it start? And, you know, I guess talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. Our stories could not be more different. I think between Sam and I, um, I'm the kind of person who I really don't, remember a time when the concept of Walt Disney World wasn't something I was aware of. And, and you know, even when we lived in Tennessee and didn't travel down here, I was constantly thinking, oh, I can't wait till my next Walt Disney World trip. You know, and my, my parents were fantastic and spoiled me and took me many, many times growing up. But I wasn't a kid who got to come every year. It was more like probably every three, four five years growing up. But I came enough that it left a pretty big imprint on me and in my DNA, I guess you could say, as as I developed that I've had a passion for the parks. And then, you know, outside of that, of course, Disney at this point as a company owns my entire childhood. And so <laughs> like everything that I was raised on in terms of entertainment is kind of part of the Disney bubble. 
um, especially now with the Simpsons in there, which is still weird to say, yeah. but, um, but you know, the Disney movies, I can remember we had uh, a couple shelves that had all the clamshell VHSs. And I was talking with my parents just a couple weeks ago about, I wonder what happened to those. They, they seem to think we still have them. I don't think we do, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always been something that I feel like has been part of my life. So just being able to have this place where there's so much magic and happiness and joy and where I've made so many happy memories with my, my family. Um, it's just definitely shaped me as a person, I would say. Yeah. How about you, Sam? Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, um, as a kid, I never went to Disney. Um, my family, we didn't really go on vacations very much. And when we did go on vacation, it was like, maybe to the beach or something for a couple days. So, um, so I went to Disney my first time when McKenna was about six years old. Okay. So it was like in 2007. Wow. Um, I worked really hard and I saved up the money and I took her for my first trip, her first trip. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that there were four parks. Um, I didn't know like, how to do a fast pass. I didn't know you had to have a reservation to eat anywhere. <laughs> uh, we ate a lot of hot dogs and quick service. <laughs> wow. I had no clue what I was doing, but we were only there for three days. Um, cause that's all I could really afford at the time. And, uh, that was the only time I went until our first trip as a family, when Justin and I, um, decided to take the kids, which, was in what 2014 correct um and so i went back again um and i don't think i still loved it at that point and that's justin's fault it is my fault yeah <laughs> i'll take the blame on that one um, because he wanted to do everything yeah. like it was um really hard on our feet the kids were tired. We'd wake up at six in the morning to go eat breakfast. And then he wanted to be in the parks right at 8 a.m. And then we didn't get home till after the fire or get back to the hotel until after the fireworks. And then there he is waking everyone up at 6 a.m. again. Of course, wow. you have to. <laughs> it was. You don't sleep on a Disney vacation. <laughs> that is too I funny. Mean, and he was killing me yeah. and i think our first trip we didn't make it to epcot we did we did that was our first park i mean i was so tired I <laughs> she was sleeping through it <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah and then we went again and what actually started my love for disney i had fun the second time we went as a family but we went because we started the podcast okay. and Justin got me feeling a little motivated to give it another shot. Yeah. Um, because there were things that I wanted to do, but I missed out on like getting a lobster roll and stuff. I really <laughs> wanted to go and I still didn't get the lobster roll until I went on my own. <laughs> someone. <That's great>. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so whenever um, we went the second time I had uh, more fun than we had previously, but still pretty tired. And then whenever we moved uh, to Florida, whenever I moved down here, I started going on my own because um, I was living here by myself for a little while. And that's whenever I started falling in love with the parks. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> well, that's interesting then. So you weren't even that big of a Disney fan and you guys started a Disney podcast. 
Yeah. How did that yeah, actually, come about? You can hear it. Um, I've gone back and listened to some of the first episodes and you could hear it how Justin's like trying to get us all into something and we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's totally like a labor of love at that point. Like I'm just doing it for him, not for me, you know? Right. And, and I didn't really care uh, about the podcast that much, but I cared about my husband. So, um, so I was doing it for him and it's pretty clear. And then as time goes on, you can hear like the family evolving. Cause even the kids didn't have yeah. a passion. And it's funny cause you can hear us start talking about, well, I want to, I want to do that. I want to eat there. I want to go there. And it just, it went off the rails after a while and now we're like crazy about Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it is kind of odd the way that it started out, but initially I used to have a podcast with a couple of my buddies where we just talked about like geekdom. Basically, mm -hmm. we talked about video games. We talked about movies. We talked about comics. We talked about anything in the in the realm of nerd. Um, <laughs> we basically covered that. And it was just an opportunity, honestly, for me to get together with my friends and just goof off for like an hour and a half every yeah. week. And so like we were doing that for a while and then it got difficult to schedule. We all started getting really busy and and because we you know, we're all on kind of different, you know, schedules with our own families. One of a, one of our, one of the families had a baby and that kind of changed things up for them. And so we got to the point where we didn't think we could continue that podcast. But at the time, Sam had said, I think it would be fun to do a podcast with our kids because the kids are so funny. Like when we sit down and talk to them, they just tell the most ridiculous jokes. They have such an interesting perspective on things. Yeah. So why don't we, why don't we start a podcast where we just talk to the kids? And I was like, okay, but why would people listen to that? Like, I kind of feel like we have to have some sort of like a subject to, to pull us together and kind of be the foundation of that conversation. And back in the days where I was doing the podcast with my buddies, I always found ways to talk about Disney, but they weren't quite as interesting. <laughs> okay. So I was like, can we do a Disney podcast? And then I'll be able to talk about that stuff. And she was like, I guess so. <laughs> so <laughs> it really was. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what started it. So wow. yeah, early on, it was really me. That was kind of the raw, raw Disney is amazing guy. And I was reading all these like articles and things to the family. And they were like, oh, that sounds interesting. And <laughs> but you can definitely hear it develop over time. And I joke now that I think we've gotten to the point where Sam might have equaled or even maybe surpassed my passion for the parks. Yeah. Really. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty obsessed. Yeah. Like while I was here by myself, um, I would go every weekend um, and probably Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and then sometimes I would just, I would get out of work a little early and I'm like, I'm hopping on the toll road and going to Disney <laughs> and nice. I would just go and eat dinner. <laughs> um, I don't know. And I know where everything is now. I know where to go. I know yeah. what I want to do and where I want to eat and what, like I want to see princesses. And <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she claims to be better at fast passes than me now, which Ooh. is true. Oh, oh, I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like that could be a fun challenge at some point <laughs> to see who yeah. can who can get the best ones. So, so how far are you guys now from just say the gates of of Disney World? It takes us about um, if traffic isn't awful, forty five minutes to an hour. Okay, and an hour is if we hit traffic through downtown. Yeah. 
Yeah, because so, we're we're kind of northeast, so we do have to go through all of the awful I four construction oh, on our yeah. way to the parks. Okay. Yeah. So like right now, when nobody's driving, it might take thirty five minutes if we yeah. <laughs> if we just it, it probably would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I and mean, we drove down the other day. What normally takes us about two hours and ten minutes was an hour and forty five. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It certainly is cutting some yeah. some time off of there. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys have been in in Florida for a, a little while now. Um, was it what moved you to Florida? Was it work, family, something else? Yeah, um, it was me. I got a job offer. Um, it actually, I was I opened up my LinkedIn profile because I was just in, interested in other opportunities, and then um, I had three different companies reach out to me, and wow. um, and one of them happened to be here and I actually didn't even know because where it was saying the location was, wasn't near Orlando. And so, um, so whenever I flew in, I flew in through Daytona and, um, and I was like, wait a second, (laughs) it's pretty close to Disney. (laughs) Wow. But it actually didn't influence my decision. My decision, like I, there were three places. One was in Alabama one was in um, um, Virginia. in Virginia, and the other one was here in Florida. And whenever I thought about living in Northern Virginia again, it's so expensive to live there. Oh yeah, and right outside of DC, you know. And I just I so I kind of went on the you know Justin begged me not to pick Alabama because he doesn't <laughs> like that state. <laughs> That's fair. This, it's this is this is purely a sports related. It has nothing to hey, do with right. the people of Alabama. I understand. I would never move to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So I, I totally get it. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. And then um, so it really came down to either Northern Virginia or Florida. And then um, the offer was, you know, competitive and living here. Cost of living is cheaper. So that's why I picked it. It yeah. wasn't Disney. Yeah, it, it's it, sometimes it shocks some people when we talk about it because I tell them I truly did not influence this decision at all. <laughs> In fact, I told her we need to try our best to do like a almost like a blind taste test, like line these things up, yeah. list the pros and cons. Yeah. Don't even think about where they are. And then try to pick the best opportunity. And of course, secretly in my head, I'm like, pick the one close to Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not but, a bad bonus. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. Honestly, I said, if that ends up not being the one for you, that's fine. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll do whatever. In, in fact, another thing that kind of surprises people is the kids both really wanted her to pick the one in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, okay. because so, of weather. It was because City of more than any yeah like the the city life and then you know actually mckenna lived for six years of her life in the dc area yeah Yeah, she has friends up there yeah so it was kind of going back to that and garrett like we took him a couple springs ago up to new york city and he's decided that like city life is for him that's what he wants he wants to live in the city and so like dc was appealing to him yeah Um, okay and they both kind of like colder weather too yeah Interesting. it's weird which is not me at all no, <laughs> yeah right. yeah well i know yeah i know for for our kids they're so yeah. infatuated with like snow and cold weather mm-hmm. because they've never lived in it mm-hmm. so they don't even know and i keep telling them i'm like no if you live in it you're, you're not going to have it's that same feeling it's fun <laughs> yeah. to visit but yeah i don't know if you want to live in it so what i mean obviously being close to disney ended up being a great bonus especially when you run a disney mm-hmm. podcast um what though are maybe some of the things that are are there any negatives to living so close to the parks i mean other than probably spending all your money 
But I was going to say for me, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is like the effect on our bank account, maybe yeah. because when we go, we're eating, we're drinking, we're shopping, like we're doing the Disney thing. It's really hard to get out of that mode. Yeah, I have to remind myself I'm not on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sam's always like, you know, we can pack sandwiches and take drinks with us and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'd like to eat at Satouli Canteen today. Oh, we say the same thing. Yep. We've said it so many times. And I think once have we taken lunch into a park. Mm-hmm. And one time we've taken, uh, I think, dinner into one of the water parks. Mm-hmm. But I used to say the same thing, mm-hmm. especially when we became pass holders and we were going to go every month. I was like, no, it's not going to cost us that much more. Mm-hmm. You know, just the passes because we'll we'll pack lunches all the time and yep. we'll yeah. take, you know, food for the room. And it never it never works that way. Yeah. But <laughs> what um, I guess, you know, this is something I'm going to I'll find interesting because I know it's a hard balance for us. You know, you have a Disney podcast. There are things you're going to want to do, you know, for your listeners or you're going to maybe potentially want to do some restaurants you've never done so you can talk about them. When you're in the parks, how do you find the balance between what we call work? And I always say it in air quotes because, you know, I mean, I feel like it'd be like being a rock star, like, hey, I got to go to work tonight, you know, but (laughs) how do you find the balance between work and your family and it feeling like a vacation when you're at the parks? Is there anything specific you do? Do you separate them sometimes or is it always all under the same umbrella? I mean, for me, I think it's the same umbrella. Um, I, but I do try to make like mental notes to myself and stuff on things that I've been experiencing while I'm there, make sure I can talk about it on the podcast. Um, and also sometimes like, I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, let's stop because this is something we could put on Twitter, you know, like when we do did the blind bags one time, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, everybody, you know, they picked out their blind bags. So I was like, let's, you know, do a live on Twitter so people can see if you guessed it right. Yeah. And so I have to like slow down sometimes and stop myself and, and remind myself that we're trying to make our podcast better, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what you're talking about though, it's but, um, like, we're finding those little opportunities. Um, but I don't know that I ever, Like, I don't ever really consider what we're doing to be like work to me because Mm -hmm. I think I think the way that I've always wanted to um, think about our podcast is we do it because we love it and we do it because it brings joy to us. And hopefully we are helping other people. So like when we go and do something in the parks that maybe we've never done before, of course, it's an opportunity for us to talk about on the podcast, but it's something we would want to do anyway. Yeah. And like, I don't ever really want it to feel to me like, oh, I have to do this because we need to do it for the podcast. A lot of times that kind of actually energizes me sometimes. Like, for for example, I can think of when the Skyliner opened, like grand opening weekend. We were like, let's go down there because first of all, we want to do it. But second of all, it'd be really fun to like take the recorder and like just mm-hmm. get our impressions while yep. we're riding the Skyliner for the first time. Yeah. Um, so we'll make notes. Like you said, we, we make notes about like, oh, um, Recently, we went to the Magic Kingdom and went to the Diamond Horseshoe for the first time. And we were like, oh, this is something we've never done. It would be really good to talk about on the show. But also, we really want to try this food, you know. So I think it's fantastic. It is very good. (laughs) So good. But uh, but I think it's just finding that that balance of like we don't want it to feel like it's an obligation. Right. And if it did feel like that, maybe we shouldn't be doing it anymore, you know. That's great. But sometimes it feels like an obligation. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Uh, I think you feel like that. 
Yeah, well, because I'm really busy. You've got a lot of things going on with because you're still doing like your master's classes now and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. I, I know I, I always tell her um, I'm going to be doing this anyway. And if you can, you know, join me and, and record with me, I'd love for you to do that. But if you can't, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. any do you have any background in radio, Justin? Because one, you have a radio voice. I remember the first time hearing the podcast and I was like, this guy sounds like he should be on the radio. And then what I find funny is, you know, there, there I think there's some people that put it on for like a radio show like and that's their radio voice but it's not that's you you have the perfect (laughs) radio voice and then when i met you in real life i'm like that's what he sounds like like he sounds like a radio (laughs) guy but but i like the way your show's put together because it is you know it's not very standard on what a lot of disney podcasts are it's much more like a radio style show with the way that it's an introduction it's a lot more of like a round table with you and and the kids you know and and you have different segments and and stuff like that and some music that plays in between segments and all and was yeah was there any was there something behind that you thought specifically that's the way you wanted to do a podcast or is that just you're like well i'm gonna do it that way like what was your your thought process in creating it this way it's an interesting question so (laughs) i i don't I don't actually have any background in radio, but I do have a background in live audio and audio recording okay. production. Um, and so I actually, coming out of high school, well, initially I went to UT uh, at the behest of my parents. <laughs> and at, the, at that time, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know what I want to do, man. I want to be a rock star. I want to be famous. And I was like, so I don't have to go to these classes. So Eventually, UT asked me not to come back for a while, and I was like, that's fine. I need some time off myself. Um, So, yeah, uh, during that time period, I tried to find some other things because my parents were, you know, to their credit, they were like, look, if you're not going to go to school, you got to get a job. You got to get stuff figured out. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. So I found an audio recording school out in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was like, I think I want to go do this. Like, let me go try this out. And um, so one of my friends actually was going to go with me and this was going to be like our little jump into adulthood. We'd go do this audio recording school. Then our plan was we're going to move to LA. We'll be <laughs> interns at recording studios until we can try to land somewhere. But in the meantime, we'll just like audition for everything and we're going to be famous. <laughs> like <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So that was the plan. Um, and then of course, you know, best laid plans of mice and men life happened. Um, and it didn't quite work out that way. I did go to the recording school. I went by myself. He didn't go with me. Um, and then I brought the skills that I learned back to Tennessee actually. And I worked in a audio production facility in Tennessee for a little while. So, um, I, I don't know, like I think in high school I did some choir and, and musical kind of stuff. So I've got a bit of a performance background. I don't mind being on a stage and maybe you could say I'm a bit theatrical at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I'm looking at you. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> um, so, so some of that, I guess, some of the way that I present myself and, and the way that we record the show comes from that. But it also comes from, like, I guess my thinking behind the way that we organize the show and the way that we've structured it is that I don't really hear other shows doing that kind of thing. And yeah. I think... Maybe it is a bit of a throwback to let's make this sound like a, a radio show, you yeah. know, and and try to make it sound a little more professional um, with the fact that I've got a little bit of the training and a, and a little bit of the, the skill set. I just knew that maybe I could put something out there that would sound a little more polished. Yeah. Um, 
and that's what we try to do. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. I mean, it does come off to me much more of like a morning talk show type thing, which is, is great. And, you know, and ours is very topic-based. I mean, we usually have a specific topic, and that's what we talk about. But if somebody doesn't let, want, care about that topic, they're not going to listen to that episode. But <laughs> I think the way that you guys kind of, you know, run the gamut, and then I like how a lot of times, you know, when you were able to be going, you know, most every weekend, you know, you always had kind of wrap-ups of the weekend. And, and it was yeah. it's neat to kind of have, I think, that that collection of, of topics and ideas and reviews all under one show, which I think is, is very, very cool. But um, thank you. Appreciate that. So now with Disney being closed and y'all aren't going every weekend, what do you miss the most about Disney? Uh, having something fun to do on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of the house. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really do miss um cuz I'm the foodie of the family. Mm-hmm. I miss eating there so much. And I miss people serving me food. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to sit down and I want people to bring me my food. <laughs> I totally And then I want to tip them for it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. Now with all the Disney blogs putting out the Disney food, have you been making any? Some. I uh, made an attempt to make Chef Morimoto ribs and oh. I just, it was good, but I, I'm not, I'm not Chef Morimoto. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I need to get back over there. Well, you know, I think we can forgive you for not being an iron chef, but yeah. they were very good. <laughs> they were good. The family really enjoyed them. Yeah. But, and awesome. it's interesting. Like there've been some, I'm always like, I'm terrible in the kitchen, but I see all these recipes coming out from the Disney food blog and different things. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could try to do that. Right. And then I look at it and I'm like, there's no way I would come close. <laughs> um, but it is tempting to do that. I, I think personally, what I've missed from uh, this time period of the parks being closed is that honestly, we were going almost every weekend and we weren't just going and like just riding rides. We were going and meeting up with people that we've built relationships with here through the podcast, through Twitter, through, you know, our social media efforts, like pretty frequently, almost every weekend, there was someone in the park that we could go and hang out with. And so it was, it was really this kind of communal, almost like a Times Square kind of thing. We go down there and we get to go hang out with our friends. Um, One of the challenges that we've had since we moved to Florida is just like meeting people our age um, and, and starting to build like local friendships and I think that we've um, substituted yeah. our like Disney friendships for that. And yeah. so we've become pretty close with a lot of the like community that we've built. And That's so awesome. I miss that. I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm not a total introvert. I think I'm somewhere in the middle of an introvert extrovert, but Sam is a total extrovert, but like yeah. even, even <laughs> like, you know, I can be fine. Like I don't mind hanging out in the house for, you know, a couple of weekends. It's no big deal, but <sighs> I, I definitely have been. <laughs> Poor <point> Sam. <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously, I, I'm miserable. Yeah. I feel like I'm dying. I, I, and like, I guess I'm not supposed to hug people and stuff. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm so right. Southern, you know? I know. <laughs> Me too, girl. Yeah, that, that is tough. But that that's cool. I like, I like, you know, you're talking about the relationships you've been building. We've, we've found that as mm-hmm. well. And, and, you know, there's such a cool and, and close knit Disney community 
you know, and there's certainly a community yeah. outside of that that gets a little scary, but <laughs> I think the For folks sure. within yeah. this certain one that I know you guys have done such an amazing job of building, um, especially with other shows and other, you know, social media personalities and thing like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that, that's cool to hear though. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's easy to think you're going to miss just like the rides or the parks, mm-hmm. but there's so much else to it. And I think yeah. that's yeah. what we found. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Have you found anything that you've taken for granted at Disney? Well, I told Sam that previous to the pandemic closing everything down, I would sometimes question, I'm like, you know, we've gone to Disney like the last three weekends. Should we really go this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm never going to ask that question again, yeah. ever. Aww. Like if we want to go, we need to go like, yep. because it could easily not be there. Yep. Right. Um, so that's, but that's one thing, but um, yeah, that's true. I think um, I've just taken for granted, like, I, I think we do a pretty good job of when we're in the parks, like slowing down and kind of taking it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just even, even just that of like, just hanging out in animal kingdom, relaxing, having a drink and just being in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly missing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the interactions too, like, you know, it's, it's amazing how much cast members care about everybody, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know, even whenever one of them might not be as happy or nice as they can be, they're still always way better than any place you could ever go <laughs> right, to the right. interactions, you know? So, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not sure if I'm taking anything for granted other than just realizing how fortunate we are that we've gone so much and maybe we shouldn't complain so much about not going right now because there are a lot of people who their trips only happen, you know, every 10 years or something. So, um, but Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you talked about your first trip as a family and Justin just running you guys, you know, from from morning to, to night. Um, and then now, you know, you're getting to go more often and, and doing things like just having a drink in Animal Kingdom and relaxing. Um, I know I'm sure that people that listen to your show as well as people that listen to ours might be planning their first trip ever or they might be planning their first trip in a while. You know, they're they're not. Uh, they don't know as much about Disney as maybe we all do because we live and breathe it. What are a few tips that you would give to a family that comes to you and says, listen, I know you guys go to Disney a lot. We want to get the most of our vacation and want to enjoy it. What types of things do you suggest to them where they don't come back kind of like Sam thinking, man, my feet hurt and I'm tired. and right. I don't know how much I like Disney. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, I know you guys are really open and responsive when people talk to you, you know, you're there to help. And so, and we are too. And hopefully if people do hear about all of us, you know, they reach out to us and talk to us because my first thing I'm going to say to someone, if they ask me about tips for Disney is don't do it all and slow down because you're going to love it more Mm -hmm. if you don't try to do everything. And then you'll start figuring out ways to make it a reoccurring vacation because the way that we vacationed as a family, the first time, all I could think was next time I want to go to the beach. I am not going to Disney. (laughs) I need to relax, but it can be relaxing if you do it right. And then you can save up that money and do it, you know, maybe every few years instead of 
do it once and hate it, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. No, this, this is, I think probably the best tip and it's something that's probably really hard to grasp for people who don't take frequent trips or maybe are going for the first time because you see how much you're going to be investing in this vacation. And, and this is exactly what I was doing. I look at it and I go, if I'm spending this much on a trip, we're not going to get to go again for another five plus years. I want to make sure that we do absolutely everything. Well, bottom line is you can't, right? Like it's just, it's just not possible. So the sooner that you accept that, the better off you're going to be, because then what you can do is start looking at your day and saying, okay, we're going to the magic kingdom on Tuesday. What are like each person? What's one thing you have to do that day? Like when we're at Magic Kingdom, what's one thing? If we leave and you don't get to do it, you're going to be miserable. Let's name it. We should have put lobster rolls on the on the yeah. list. We, sh- you know, you know, just make that make that list. And then what you do is plan your day around those big things. But just kind of go with the flow, maximize your fast pass usage. And I just I get that there's this temptation for everybody. Like I'm going to Animal Kingdom. I'm going to wait no matter how long I have to for flight of passage. Don't ever do that. Don't yeah. do that. Like a two hour line. There's so much you could be doing in that park that you're going to have memories that will last forever. Yes. Flight of Passage is amazing. It's it's such a great experience. If you can do it, fantastic. But don't waste two hours of that magical time that you have in a Disney park standing in a queue. Just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, Justin, has Sam taught you to slow down? She has. It's yeah. Yeah. She, she gets a lot of credit. Yeah. She gets a lot of credit for that for sure. And, um, and, and I know like if someone hears us saying what we're saying right now, they're like, it's so easy for you to say that because you can go down the road and go to the parks. But I know so many people who have tried to like just plan every second of every day out more than likely something's going to happen that you can't avoid and it's going to mess mm-hmm. your plans up. Um, it could be a ride going down. It could be a storm. Who knows what it is. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to, it's going to either like totally mess up the rest of your day, or you're going to just feel like, Oh, I missed this big thing. And I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you almost need, you need flexibility in your day in the parks. Um, and I think it's taken me time to realize that you can get as much enjoyment by like, I keep going back to animal kingdom and it's because we spend so much time there, yeah. but like, Going and grabbing, you know, the barbecue mac and cheese at Flame Tree, mm-hmm. going down on the patio that overlooks like the little uh, lagoon where they do Rivers of Light and just hanging out for like 30 minutes, letting yourself relax and just mm-hmm. enjoy that and not really worrying about, oh, we got to eat because we got to go like, right, you know, and it's it's really um, it's good for you because you need to get that energy back. But also like you're you got to think no matter what you're doing, you're in a Disney park. It's going to be pretty magical. <laughs> right. <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I like that. I think I love that you both kind of think that way. I mean, that's certainly a way that we think, you know, we, we say all the time, like it's fine to have a to-do list, mm-hmm. but don't ba- base the success of your vacation on that yeah. to-do list, you know? And, and like you said, a flight of passage is on your must do list. It, it shouldn't make or break your vacation. And when right. you think of, all the other things you could do in animal kingdom in a two hour period, you know, and, and maybe even end up park, uh, park hopping over to another park, you know, because mm-hmm. you didn't wait those two hours, I think is really, really important. Um, 
Well, we'll get into, I'll call them rapid fire questions, but I know that makes uh, Sam anxious. So they don't have, you <laughs> don't have like to, me. you don't have to fire back rapidly, but okay. we'll, you know, we'll go through some, some kind of standard questions. I, I think from, from at least Justin's previous conversation here that I might know the answer to this, but what is each of your uh, favorite park at the moment? At the moment, Animal Kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and I would definitely say that too, because if you were asking me like, as soon as things open up, what's the first place you want to go hang out? My answer right now is Animal Kingdom. No oh, Bad wow. Lounge. No Bad Lounge. Tigress. I need that drink so bad. <laughs> we, will, we will meet you there. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah. Do, do you, do you find, cause I hear a lot of people say this is that Animal Kingdom is so much of a locals park. You know, you, that's who you hear say it's their favorite park is the locals that go yeah. often. Well, you know, I think that's true, and I think it gets down to exactly what we're talking about, because Animal Kingdom is not a park that you go and try to, like, commando tour, because it's right. going to feel like a waste of time. Yeah. Like, that that's not what that park was made for. Um, so I think once you get past that mentality, and you can just go in there and take it in and just let the park take you wherever it will that day, Yeah. Th- that's when you start really understanding that that's the place to be. Yep. I like it. What's yeah. your favorite resort? Oh man. So I think I'm Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. <laughs> and I swear it's not just because I'm like obsessed with Animal Kingdom. I just I love the idea of being able to go out on a balcony from my mm-hmm. room and yes. look over a savannah and see animals yep. walking around. Yeah. And then my favorite place to eat is Sanaa oh, at yeah. that place. Oh my gosh, the bread service is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I like weird food. I like food with a lot of like, like flavor, like curries and stuff, you know, a lot of spice. And that's like the food there. So, yeah. 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 Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. And <laughs> I've actually surprised myself recently because my answer has changed. But my current favorite resort is Wilderness Lodge. Okay. Mm. And and a, a big reason for that. First of all, I love, I love the aesthetic. I love the lobby, the grand hearth and everything that all about that. But one of my favorite places to hang out outside of the parks is Geyser Point. So yes. yeah, yeah, I love Agreed. that place. So <laughs> being so close and kind of traveling for, you know, day trips and weekends, do you guys still stay at the resort sometimes or is it more of a, a visit? I mean, I know if you're that close and you literally can leave, uh, you know, Disney at 10 and maybe be home at 1030, I can totally mm-hmm. see the reason you wouldn't want to fork over the money. But do you guys sometimes still stay or is it mostly like you'll go visit just to hang out at Geyser Point? Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel a little bit like that's the one thing I don't like about being so close. We haven't stayed at a resort in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think we need to start setting aside some money for that because I I feel like that's part of that immersive experience and we're missing that little part of it Um, because it's cool to wake up and you know, just walk out and get on transportation and get over to the yeah. park. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, you're right. I mean, and this is something we talked about not that long ago is that that's kind of the next stage of what we need to do is, is start planning out, let's say three or four weekends a year where mm-hmm. we pick a resort mm-hmm. and, and try to hit all the ones we haven't stayed in, you yeah. know, and, and really get that experience because I think staying at a place can also change. Like we go and hang out in the resorts we've been to, almost all of them at this point um, and spent some time there, but staying gives you a whole different perspective. So right. we need yeah. to do it. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a good idea. Um, favorite ride. Probably tower of terror. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Yeah. Like Rod Serling is my man. So that's, that's <laughs> great. I actually liked uh, Twilight Zone before I even realized that the Tower of Terror existed. Um, whenever I was a kid, we used to watch it in my house. That's awesome. I, I remember the first trip McKenna and I went to, and we went to MGM, which is now Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found out, someone told me about Tower of Terror, and I was like, wait, there's a Twilight Zone ride? <laughs> and um, she was really upset because it looks scary. And I literally turned to her in the line, and I said, look here, kid. This is a ride that I want to do. We do everything you want to do. And I totally turned into a terrible mother for about five minutes. But I made her do it. <laughs> did, she, did she like it yeah, at that how, point? How did she do? She actually, when she got off, she was like, you know, shaking, like excited and was like, oh my God, that was amazing. And I was like, you want to do it again? And she was like, no. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds familiar too. Yeah. Awesome. We've been through that. Yep. How about you, Justin? Uh, well, based on my love of Disney coming together with my love of Star Wars mm-hmm. and experiencing maybe the most immersive theme park attraction I've ever experienced rise of the resistance is my answer to this question right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a whole nother level. It's, it's almost not even fair to compare other rides to it. Um, in my opinion, but yeah, it's, it's my favorite at this point. I can agree with that. Favorite show. Sorry. Go ahead, Sam. (laughs) Sorry. I was going to tell you one thing though. The Mickey's, uh, runaway railway is really, it's, trying so hard to beat tower of terror for me really oh, wow okay. yeah i love that ride. It is a great ride so yeah that's that's your hot take is that <laughs> ever ever since uh mickey and minnie's runaway railway open she's been saying that she likes it a little better than rise yeah it's kind of hard yeah. i okay. i think that's fair we have a few we have mm-hmm. a we have a cast member friend that thinks the exact same thing so yep. yeah yeah favorite chef like um, property on property. Yeah, like I guess it could be. I mean, I yeah. guess we could go anything from maybe you know fireworks to stuff like Festival of the Lion King or live shows or. So throwing fireworks in kind of um, <laughs> yeah makes it a little difficult because <laughs> I love happily ever after. Oh yeah. I'm like I I hate emotion. Like I'm not the most <laughs> emotional person ever. When people cry or like songs are overly sad, I'm like, all right, you big babies. But I watch Happily Ever After and I cry. Wow. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Wow. And it's pretty much every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you watch it recently on the live? Where did- um, We didn't. Yeah, they played it last night. You can go back oh. and, and watch it. Mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a professionally filmed. It was back when people, of course, were in the parks. Like I thought they were maybe going to set them off in the empty park and do something special. But it was one of the pre-recorded, but it's all shot by Disney from different angles and the professional sound, you know, uh, tracked in and all. So it oh, should be out probably yeah. on the on the park's blog page or their YouTube channel from last night. But we, it's we the best version I've seen of it, you know, on camera anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched it last week uh, during the day. One day I was working from home and mm-hmm. I needed a break because work is driving me crazy. <laughs> and you wanted to cry. Did you, cry? W- so did you cry then? I did. Aww. I did. 
<laughs> I was like sitting in my little makeshift office, you know, uh, the guest bedroom, and I was watching it, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to go to Disney. <laughs> I did the same thing on our back patio about two weeks ago at like 10 at night, so I don't, I, I can't fault you there at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, how about you, Justin? My, my favorite show, since you already... You already mentioned Happily Ever After. I think we have to go with Festival of the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. great one. Um, it's, yeah. And that one, really, for me, it wasn't until just the last few years, I would say, that it took that seat as my favorite show because okay. I actually think Nemo is really good. I think, I think it doesn't get as much credit as it should. Um, I think it's a, I mean, it's a little more production and, and like song heavy, I guess. Well, yeah. they're both song heavy, but yeah. I don't know. I, I like the puppetry and I think it's a cool show. Um, so, but yeah, I, and, and if it wasn't closed, I might've said illuminations, but Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what Lion King. Yeah. I don't know if some of the fault with Nemo comes from it just being very long. I mean, it's a wonderful it's show, but it, you know, I think it tops out around 30, 35 minutes plus your weight, plus your exit. So it can knock out an hour of your day. And I yeah. know for people that have little ones, it's just a nightmare because they can't keep their, you know, three-year-old or four-year-old still for a 35 minute show. And so point. I think that becomes some of it, but, um, favorite quick service location. Ooh, yeah. This one has gotten so much <laughs> oh, tougher re recently. I know. Well, I've got like a list of answers for oh, yeah, you, but it. let's go today. Uh, I've given too much love for animal kingdom. Let's go docking bay seven. Oh, I like it. Today. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think I'm right now because I'm currently craving it. Regal Eagle. Oh, that's okay. a good answer too. <laughs> oh my gosh, the brisket sauce, that brisket barbecue yeah. sauce they have. I could drink that stuff. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Did you do the mac and cheese there? Mm -hmm. Yes, the mac and so cheese is good. really, really good there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's really taking like. me to eat there. Well, well, because we just got like a taste of it, and then they're like, "Hey, we got you this brand new quick service." Oh, we got to shut the parks down. So yeah. you just have to like. I feel bad for Regal Eagle because I know how excited know. people were. Um, yeah, it was yeah. great, and and the the little bar out front too, by the way, is amazing. It's yes. So good. Now I did get a drink from there. You did. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You just didn't eat there yet. Nope. Um, oh, you haven't eaten there. No, she has not. Yeah, we went because we went down. Uh, we went down for a day. Um, Jared and I went down and recorded our hundredth episode of Diz Dudes um, at Three Bridges, and then we went. We had lunch though at Regal Eagle, and so nice. she was working all day. And then when we went back, I did buy you a drink at the bar. So <laughs> you did, <laughs> and it was like, a very yeah. good drink. I was like, you come here often? Nope, <laughs> first time. <laughs> Favorite table service, which I think Sam already kind of said earlier. Yeah, it's Sanaa? I love Sanaa. Yeah. But then like there's so many other things that I love too. It's hard um with table service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since we've been to Sanaa too. Mm -hmm. So we need to go back, but Yeah. I like Sanaa a lot. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I I feel I don't know if this is a snooty answer, but I love La Cellier so much. Uh, that's that's no, going to be my answer that's for awesome. now. We've yeah, got to eat there. It's very good. It's very tasty. It's just those steaks are costly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. the best thing that we did, we got a steak, like a big one, and we got um, a bunch of appetizers and everyone got a soup and then we shared the steak. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, it was, um, McKenna refused to share. She wanted a full <laughs> steak. So. But Sounds Justin like Garrett and I shared and, um, uh, with all the other food and stuff, 
we didn't spend as much as we probably could have. Yeah, we did a little better. Um, and here's one hot tip for those who might be wanting to try Le Cellier. Don't waste your time with the poutine. I know it's going to be tempting and poutine is good, but the poutine you can get from the like the, just the kiosk outside yeah. are just as good, if not better than Le Cellier poutine. So don't okay. waste your time. Yeah. Interesting. Justin, have you been to a Ruth's Chris? Yeah. So what, how would you compare like... Like, is it that expensive? Is it that, like, good? It's, is it It's like- that expensive. Yeah. For sure. And you do, like, the sides are a la carte. Yeah. So that's a similar thing. Um, I mean, I like, I probably like Le Cellier better because of the theming. Yeah. yeah. I've been there, Ruth's Chris, and I think that the steak is good, but the rest of it is just fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, okay. I mean, oh. I've had really good steak at Ruth's Chris, but... I mean, I loved everything we got at La Cellier, and plus they've got the cheddar cheese soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Of course. Okay. Yeah, we really need to we eat want, there. Yeah, because, we want to. I mean, I've done steak at Yachtsman, at Cali Grill, at Narcoosie's. I mean, I've done most of the steak places. That's the one I haven't done. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. I think we just, for us, I know we're t- we tend to always be eating it's at festival booths. Festivals, booths. yep. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we almost never sit down, and we almost never do quick service there. But Makes um, sense. So uh, you may have already answered this earlier as well, but favorite bar or lounge on property? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nomad. Yep. Hands yep. down, Nomad. Although, Baseline Tap House is really good. Yes. yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mine is Jock Lindsay's. Um, just to be a, a little one. different and, and go into Disney Springs. But I do love Nomad Lounge. I love Geyser Point. But I think just the the tie to Indiana Jones. Um, and I like that they're, I like their specialty drinks. Reggie's Revenge is tasty. Um think i've ever had it because it has pineapple yeah but oh, and, right. and the, God, yeah. that's right it, the theming on the inside is so cool i like the the diving bill table and all that it's cool so yeah. jock Lindsay's for me okay we, we were just saying i don't remember which show it was we were talking about is if magic kingdom had bars how awesome would jock Lindsay's be inside adventure absolutely yeah like yeah. right next to skipper T- like it could be skipper canteens kind of like bar almost mm-hmm. that that'd be, be great that'd be awesome i still want bars in magic kingdom but yeah um well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's kind of a, a hot take. What do you think of alcohol in Magic Kingdom? Um, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Not so Same hot of a take, care. I guess. Yeah. She wouldn't. <laughs> Actually, um, my first drink ever in Magic Kingdom was at Be Our Guest, mm-hmm. which again, not a sappy person, totally cried when I went there because I've always wanted to go and I didn't think that we would ever go because it's hard to get into and it's expensive you know but we got there and they had my favorite beer of all time there which is Chimay the blue label Chimay Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a Belgian beer and it is fantastic and they had it there and that made me cry too I was so (laughs) excited (laughs) that's awesome do do you think there'll ever be a point though where you're able to walk down Main Street with a alcoholic beverage in your hand? Do you think we will get to that point? I think so. Yeah. I think it'll happen eventually, but I bet you anything it won't be within the next five years. Yeah. Do you want it I, to happen? I don't mind. Yeah, I I am on the other side of that. I, I actually don't mind them serving alcohol at like the table service restaurants. I think that's fine, but yep. I do think it's a little different having it like just available from a, a kiosk or, you know, a walk-up bar. I right. actually agree with Justin. Like, I just... Because you can get it Disney for every everywhere, yeah, like, everywhere, everywhere, yeah. the resorts, the parks, everywhere. And then you can go and sit down at Tony's at Be Our Guest yeah. at 
every sit down restaurant and have some there. Right. I think that's, I think that's, that's enough. good enough. I think yeah. the na- nostalgia of it, like maybe and like, I don't know. See, that's what I, the dynamic that I bring to the family podcast, <laughs> because I don't have that nostalgia. No, and that's good. So though. that is. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, why not? You know, and Justin's like, wait a second. <laughs> This is how we've always done it. And let I'm me like, just speak. Let me up. speak for Walt for a second. <laughs> yes, please. Exactly. Please tell us what Walt would have wanted because we all we all know for sure. Um, now it would be interesting. All of a sudden, walk down Main Street and there's a guy holding balloons in one hand and a Bud Light in the other, selling. Right. A, I guess that would be odd, but I'm kind of with Sam. I mean, you know, I, I think I'd be for it. There's there. I think there comes a lot of concern of people going. You know, well, it's a family park and and this and that, but. I can be honest, outside of maybe late sometimes with like a bachelor bachelorette party at Epcot on a weekend during food and wine, I could count on one finger, I feel like, the number of times we've seen someone that was had drank too much in the park. You know what I mean? That like overly, like it, right. I think people have this concern of there's just going to be drunk people <laughs> roaming around Magic Kingdom everywhere, and that's just not the way it really tends to work most of the time. So Yeah, I agree with that. I, do, I feel like... If I were at Magic Kingdom, I might have like a couple drinks, but I doubt that I would be like Epcot level. <laughs> right, right. I love Epcot. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've had bad luck, but I do feel like when we've been there for festival weekends, there seem to be a lot of sloppy people in the afternoons and evenings. Yeah, when you get some of those groups, yes, together. I agree. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, you can't, you can't look at. I think a lot of people want to look at it and blame Disney, but I'll tell you who to blame is. And, and I understand why they're doing it. And if you can do it responsibly, go for it. It's the people selling the t-shirts with the check marks and oh, the people yeah. selling the lanyards and the, you know, the people not once I probably has Disney ever used the terminology drink around the world. Right. Right. You know? And right. so I, all these online and socials create it, but, um, all right, we got one more for you. What is your favorite mode of Walt Disney world transportation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being that we are the Monday morning monorail podcast. <laughs> For me, I would have to say monorail. Yeah. See, I, I'm not, I think the monorail is fine. <laughs> and I know I drive him crazy over this because <laughs> I, I, my favorite mode of transportation is my own car. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, yep. Yeah. I think that's Rhonda too. I agree with I, Sam. I, I mean, I don't want to be stuffed in a bus with people. Um, I don't like waiting for the boats to hurry up and come pick me up. Um, if I'm gonna have to pick one, it's probably the monorail, but it's still, I, I'd like my car. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys like the Skyliner? Yes. I'm a huge Skyliner fan. I'm fine with it until it stops moving and then I get a little grumpy. (laughs) Or if it's windy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have y'all been on it when it's very windy? We've been in, uh, it hasn't been super windy, no, but we've I ridden haven't. it when it's been w- windy. I have. I haven't. Yeah. And it's, it's been a little bouncy or, or yeah. it doesn't bother me though. Like it really? it really doesn't. Yeah. I I don't know. Like that has never really been an issue for me. Um, I, and the thing is, I wouldn't say that I don't have a fear of heights. I think, I think it's normal. It's probably human nature to have a fear of heights, but it just doesn't, I guess I can ignore it. Being in that little closed in capsule maybe makes me feel better, which shouldn't because <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I was excited about it when they announced it, 
Um, because it definitely gave me the feels of like bringing back the sky buckets, you know, yes. from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland. Yep. And so I feel like it's a bit of a throwback, but, um, I didn't know how much I would love it. And now like when it's working, it's so efficient. Oh yeah. It's so nice. The views are amazing. And the cross breeze that comes through, like people always talk about, well, if you get in there in the middle of, I mean, we wrote it when it was like 95 degrees yep. outside and yep. the wind blowing through actually gave me a little bit a chill at one point. <laughs> so I was like, it's not an issue. Now I get when it's broken, it's a big problem. Yeah. I get that. But optimal operating situation i think it's very nice i it's yeah i like it a lot so if you if you I wish never, they would expand it oh i know i hope i really really hope they do but yes. um so if you had never started a podcast and you were starting it now any chance <laughs> it'd be the the monday morning skyliner podcast or would you still go with the the triple m just because it sounds so good well you know i love alliteration <laughs> yeah. so we probably have yeah. to be something like the sunday sunset skyliner oh, or something there like we that. Go. Wow. all right maybe maybe yeah maybe that'll be an offshoot that'll be like a, <laughs> a, of this show um well thank you guys for joining us i want you to go ahead and, and you know let all our listeners know where they can find your podcast your, your website you know anything else that you want to share or anything maybe that we missed and um yeah highly highly urge people to check you guys out for sure yeah, for sure. I Well, first of all, thanks so much for having us on the yeah, show. We're big fans of Main Street Magic, and you guys are awesome. And, Thank you. And so this has been really fun, and we we're so happy to have a chance to talk to you again. Um, if people are interested in checking out our show, we do have a website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. Um, we're on all of the podcast distri distribution services, so you can find us just about anywhere. The only place where our name is a little different is on Twitter because our name's too long. So we're at Morning Monorail on okay. Twitter, but Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. And um, I would say this. I mean, I feel like we're pretty entertaining, but people typically yes. tell us that the stars of our show are our kids. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> come on over and, and check out the kids because they are pretty funny and silly. And we'd love to have you on board. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we what we have to do, and it, I think it would just be something that would be much easier to do in person, is we got to get the eight of us together and, yeah. and yes. do a do like just a show, like maybe that just a live fun. show or something. I think um, Kaylin and McKenna could have their own show. Oh, they. Totally <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, McKenna yeah. loves your daughters. Oh, and Kaylin adores her. Yes. Uh, yeah. She McKenna was like, "Mom, after we hung out with you guys last time, um, she was like, "Mom, you got to tell them next time they're at Disney, let me know, and I'll just take off with the girls, and we'll go run around, and they could go do like, you know, a date or something." Heck I was yeah. like, "All right, McKenna." Yeah, I'll <laughs> say the four of us will be hanging out at Nomad Lounge or Geyser right. Point, yeah. and then she can take yeah. all the uh, yeah the kids off somewhere. That would be well. Awesome. We're doing Cali gr um, brunch, remember? Yes. yes. Yeah, we're yes. doing that, do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, stay safe and, and sane. And, and yeah, Sam, hopefully you can maybe get out a little bit or do something. Um, yeah, but my, my packages have started arriving, so I'm excited. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, we've every day. Yeah. Amazon's dropping something off at our house. I don't even know what they are. I'm sad when it's, <laughs> it's not. Like, yeah. And I don't think weird. we get anything today. I don't think so either. But but thanks again, guys. And have a uh, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thank you. If you have not already subscribed to Main Street Magic, go ahead and do so right now. And you might as well subscribe to The Diz Dudes and Capture the Magic as well. And as long as you're out there, would you leave all of us a rating and review? Because it helps all of our shows grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon.